You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari, proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. Welcome to episode 40. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Lindsay. And I'm Dave Ferrari. And what a crazy week it has been in hockey for us, Davey. Uh, we had a couple of games come in on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, fortunately. But uh, yeah, we got some unfortunate news this morning. Oh, I guess it'll be already out there when this comes out, mate. But uh, Thursday's game is a bit of a postponement. Yeah, unfortunately, all Thursday's games have had to be postponed. Unfortunate for hockey, but I think fortunate just to make uh, everyone's weeks run a little bit smoother because there was a there was a case a uh, positive case in our community actually and we've let all teams kind of surrounding that know um, but because of that it made some people some casual and possibly close contacts and uh, as we all know if you are that you have to go get tested and um, if anyone's seen the testing lines around the city Crazy. they're just uh, it's probably I would estimate it'd be a four-hour uh, job to do that that's if you get in in the morning I think if you start lining up in the afternoon you're probably not going to get in that day yeah. so yep with it, with all those delayed testing situations we didn't want people having to rush um, and just not be able to to get tested and and have to come to the rink so postpone the games hopefully next week's games are uh, will all take place as scheduled but mm. uh, it'll just be a bit of a, a wait and see yep absolutely pretty crazy um yeah, for us the last couple of days, mate. But you've just let me know off the air as well. Even crazier time for you personally, mate. Yeah, the bloody the precious Subi, mate. The car is uh, it's been hit. It wasn't the oil. It was the oil. It was the oil. It was the oil. I was sitting here Wednesday night at the rink, and I thought, you know what? I've got a bit of time before the game start. I'm going to get on top of this oil situation. So <laughs> it wasn't. I, I checked the oil again. And it was low again. So I put a bit more, well, all the rest of the oil I had in the car into the engine and um, it's still low, showing up, yeah. like nothing alarming, but still low. And I thought, you know what, I do have half an hour to kill. I'll zip up to Autobahn and just hit this on the head right away, thinking it's a Thursday, but it was a Wednesday. So I got to Autobahn, it was closed. Oh, no. So I just kept driving come to come back onto Hillsborough Road and then uh, – a truck uh, of a transport company that I'm not going to name unless they continue with uh, saying that uh, it didn't happen. But anyway, we'll, I'll explain that in a second. Right. And, um, the truck has just uh, gone around the turn and taken up both lanes, which trucks do. So if you know they're going to do that, you stay behind them. Right. I was, I was next to them at the lights, so I didn't really have anywhere to go. Right, yeah. Um, it's just pushed me into the curb and... And the trucks kept going, so I've tried to drive after it, but the tyres were screeching because the wheels were pointing different different directions and and gone. Driver's no, gone, mate. come on. So I called the police and the police got in touch with them and gave me their information and I got in touch with them and they think that uh, they don't remember hitting anything. Wow. Uh, mate, I laid on the horn. I followed you up the street and laid on the horn until I couldn't. And uh, but anyway, I got their information, got towed. Hopefully, uh, it's fixable. Uh, it is insured, which is good. But um, what a story, yeah, mate! That is just unbelievable. Come to the party saying it was their fault, um, and I'm sure they will. It, I've got all the photos and the evidence. Yep, hit and run. But uh, a bit of a hit and run. That's crazy. So if they don't come to the party, mate, I'll be naming and shaming oh, on this absolutely. podcast. I can tell you that. I hope it's not uh, Star Trek because I get a lot of parcels from them. I don't yeah, know. I can, I can put them in the clear, mate. It okay. Wasn't, it wasn't right, them. Good. It was a, a, a local mob. 
Right, okay. That's good because uh, I enjoy Graham down in the uh, Mayfield area, mate. I um, always say g'day to him. He's he's good now with deliveries at our place. He knows Louis goes absolutely nuts at the uh, sound of that beep thing that they do. So he does that at his car for us. And then we'll just drop the package right at the door. So he's, uh, he's a nice gentleman. Well, let's just go on to some more woes, mate, while, while we're at it. Calgary, Flames, postponed games. The same situation as Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. Devastating for me, selfishly, because I'm meant to play the Leafs tomorrow and I was super excited to uh, get into a little conversation battle with you over that game, but it has been postponed as well. Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like now they probably won't be playing till after Christmas. But uh, and and you know what? It's they're in the exact same boat because um, you know all reports are it's the exact same variant that's ripping through Western mm. Canada as mm. it is uh, Newcastle here. So uh, this one seems to be a quick spreader. Yeah. Um, but you know, and we're not going to get into we're not uh, we're not doctors. Shockingly, <laughs> we could be, but we're not. If um, we tried, yeah, yeah. But uh, apparently, this one quick spreader. Long in the that's a good good thing as far as getting this spike out. Though hopefully no one's very sick and in hospital, but it could uh, spike and come back down a lot quicker than the other ones. So we could actually um, be in a better spot, hopefully quicker. Yeah, and I saw. I guess if you can take any positive out of it with the Flames, um, since so many of the players are currently infected, they're thinking that their recovery might be a bit quicker in terms of the team as a whole, because it's apparently there's you know up to 20 or something players and staff that are currently infected, as opposed to you know it's slowly dripping through the team and having players out for multiple weeks. So, mate, I don't, I don't know. If you can take a positive out of it, maybe that's, that's the one thing. Positive is that the Leafs beat the Oilers in convincing fashion. Well, and yeah, true. Mate, one of the Oilers fans... Toss the jersey, did know, the old jersey toss on the ice. What are your thoughts of a fan tossing the jersey on the ice? Because it's pretty much just the white flag saying, I'm done with this team. It is, but it happens at least once a season with the Leafs, mate. So it's not yeah. uh, it's not a huge surprise uh, for a Leafs fan, but yeah, it's pretty disappointing to see. It's a, are you it's a, a fan huge... if you're tossing the jersey on the yeah, ice? Yeah, I know. So that's the thing. It's a big it's statement. It's not how and I a fan. No. And it's interesting this year because the jersey toss has happened a couple of times for different teams and... It's always been followed by a big change for the teams. Like Montreal mm. did it, then GM got fired. Vancouver did it, GM coach got fired. Uh, who was the other team that did it? It's escaped me. But anyway, there was three teams mm. that have all done the jersey toss before the Oilers, and something's changed. I don't think anything's changing at the Oilers, though. Well, the GM's new. Yeah. Um, and they got Tippett as a coach, I think. Who's got Tippett as a coach. But um, I think something's got to give because that team should be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but five on five, mate, they can't get out of their own way. No, exactly. And it's the same situation they've had for years. It's McDavid and Dreisaitl and then who? Yeah, it's them or nothing. And yep. they live off scoring on the power play. And we all know in the playoffs, you ain't getting those power plays like you do in the regular season. So not a recipe for success for the Oilers. But um, down in Flamesland, mate, we just like seeing, it, uh, seeing <laughs> the oil burn up there, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep on the sport theme quickly. Uh Davey, before we jump into the NI wrap-up for round five, but uh, have you been watching the Ashes at all? No, didn't know, even know it was on. Oh, right. Okay. Huge fan. Well, Australia's won the first series, and the second series is about to kick off uh, today, actually, the day we're filming. So maybe you're interested, maybe you're not, but uh, yeah, Australia won against England pretty convincingly the first round. I don't know if you saw the very first ball 
being bowled, but went for a wicket. So, Ooh, that's a golden duck. It is. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, it was by Stark, I think, speed bowler. Starky. Yeah, so there you go, mate. Maybe you got to tune into the Ashes. It's pretty exciting stuff. It's good to fall asleep to. Um, yeah, it must be. It sounds exciting if it's good to fall asleep to, that's for sure. Yeah, but that's cricket, isn't it? If you fall asleep, you wake up and, you know, not much has changed. So um, it's good for that reason. The other thing, mate, F1 I saw this morning, oh. Lewis Hamilton's been uh, knighted. I did see that. Yeah, he's now a sir. I think anyone can get knighted over there if you're half yeah. famous, isn't it? Yeah, true. That, yeah, it's a good point. It's a weird thing, really, isn't it? Being knighted, getting a sir title. Like, it just yeah. seems very archaic to me. But Yeah, I don't think I'd want to be knighted. No. But anyway, Max Verstappen, mate. the keys to the city. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just go nuts. What do you reckon of Verstappen? Did you see the controversy oh, of the I, uh, final lap I there? I did, and I actually had... Um, you can call me Mystic Mac because I predict these things. He took me right through it because he's a big F1 fan, oh, Mystic Mac. there you go. And um, explained it all to me, and it's, I think it's BS because they, uh, they've changed the rules, and the race director, I guess, you must have the power to do that, but they've changed the rules mid-race, and something that supercars have brought in as well this year. Mm-hmm that uh, on the safety car, they can unlap lapped cars so they don't clog up the field and slow cars down. So they un- they weren't going to unlap cars, then they unlapped uh, Sorry, the how, do, how does... I don't get that. I can't vision that. So if someone, like, say, Hamilton, is he in front of, like, the guy that's in 10th, for example, right now, or is he behind him and they're getting the 10th guy out of the way so Hamilton then goes through? It could be either or, but if right. a car's been lapped... Yep. Sometimes they might be lapped a second time, or you know, yep. just so yep. then they, when the, everyone's behind the safety car going slower, they let those cars fly around and catch up to the back again. So they're now behind all those drivers, but they're right. un- unlapped. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yep. Gotcha. And they let some, they didn't let the others. So anyway, ultimately, they brought it down to. So Lewis Hamilton over the race had like a 15 second lead, something crazy. Yep. Just way out in front that he don't. And then with all the safety cars, that it just obviously got went to zero. Yeah. Like yep. Dissolved. And then ultimately it was a one lap shootout between Verstappen and Hamilton. Mm. And uh, so, you know, which I think it's tough. Like, I mean, it is exciting, but if I was Hamilton, I'd be filthy. Yep. Uh, if I'm Verstappen, I just took what was there. You can't. Well, yeah. He, Verstappen. He, he didn't break the rules. Uh, and there was also some incidents of teammates being purposely slow when Hamilton was behind them to slow him up. Right. Different things. Just just a couple uh, of greasy tactics. Yeah, dirty baseball if you ask me. But <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing the drive to survive on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it sounds like there's a lot of drama this year, so it'll be interesting to to watch that. I haven't finished season three yet, but which I think was twenty twenty. Uh, but I'll have to do that in time for the twenty twenty one one to come out. Um, mate, lots of feedback this week. Yeah. Lots of feedback this week, which is good. We always invite the feedback. Um, positive and negative. Yep. Um, and this week it's definitely been a mixture of both, mate. It has. As, uh, we try to navigate through this podcast, but uh, no, we welcome it. It's good. We've had a uh, people say too long. Keep it shorter. Mm-hmm. Enough of the fluff. Yeah. Other people, mate, we love it. Just more non-hockey stuff. Keep it conversational. Keep it loose. Um, we've had not nah, two a week. I haven't got time for it. Yeah, um, I want one a week. I don't care if the old the news is old. We've had two a week. Excellent. Now I get a bit of a bit of a listen on Monday. 
So it's up and down, mate. And look, it's all taken on board for sure. But um, a few people have asked me what's what's the future look like, mm-hmm. and uh, all I can say is the future looks like it'll keep happening. But mm. I don't know in what format or how, when, and why. Yeah, um, it's just kind of a moving target right now. We're seeing what works, what doesn't work, mm. and what we enjoy doing because. It's got to be fun. We've got to have a bit of fun with it. It's yep. a bit of a mock pa- mock cast, if you ask me. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think that's what makes it fun on our end, at least. Oh, exactly. We definitely don't uh, consider ourselves professional in any means. But um, exactly right, mate. As long as it's fun for us and um, we're doing what we, we think we enjoy doing and, you know, to a degree what people want to hear, um, I think that's what's going to keep it going. Obviously, we don't get any... Uh, financial benefit out of doing it but um, yeah waiting for that sponsor to jump yeah i know we keep trying to drop it but no one wants to buy it just i just want to be able to uh plug a sponsor you know what i mean just say this company is is good this is how you contact them and then maybe someone uses that company and then we give that a shout out yeah exactly and just to float the ego a little bit like someone actually believes in us you know someone's actually on board yeah exactly (laughs) that's right Uh, but yeah no as you said we don't know where where it'll lead to but um yeah, who knows, mate? We could be uh, AHL commentators one day. We could be... We'll definitely have an AHL mix once that season starts back up. But anyway, mate, I feel flat today. I feel like we need to get some energy into this pod. Yep. And uh, I was going to get in early and actually add a bit of a fart sound to the board. <laughs> just okay. To, just to, as, you know, bit, a bit of a of joke. Fun, yeah, mix yeah. it in. Maybe we have a guest on and just slide it in there. <laughs> but anyway, time is uh, the enemy right now. Didn't, yeah, didn't absolutely. Have time, but, no, um, that's fair enough. Anyway, what else you got on your list, mate? Because we've we got some hot game reviews and uh, a bit of Top going on this week. But yeah, what else yeah. What else are we going to knock off before we get to that? Well, the last thing I just wanted to quickly chat to you about is uh, Christmas plans. What's what's going on for yourself? Mate, my, my plan was to drive to Melbourne. Yep. In the Subi. In the Subi, yeah. yeah. So those, Give that's, her another that's run. just in the toaster right now. But uh, yeah, heading to Melbourne before Christmas once we wrap up the league. Uh, and not sure how long I'll stay for. Maybe come back between Christmas and New Year's. Maybe come back in the New Year. Yep. League kicks back up on the third, so definitely be back before that. But uh, very loose plans this year. Yep. Um, but it is a Melbourne year for me. Okay. What about yourself, mate? First year uh, as a father. So yeah. You're uh, you're playing the role of what? Well, no, you know you uh, you're. you're <laughs> Like, yeah, no, easy, easy, easy there. Yeah. I'll stop you. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. But no, no, mate. You'll, you'll be welcoming Santa this year as a father. Exactly, that's right. Um, yeah, I've written to Santa for a couple of gifts that uh, I think Ruben would like. Um, what is he into, mate? What? He's got lots of he's got lots of interests. Uh, he loves to eat, loves to sleep. Takes after his dad. Uh, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, thought about getting him a pillow, but apparently you don't use pillows yet. Uh, just lays on the flat uh, surface. Ooh, yeah, okay. so maybe just a couple of uh, you know little cot sheets, uh, some some Christmas clothes. I don't know. Doesn't I've, it go one eighty? Hey, you, when you're a little kid, a yep. little sheet set is excellent. Yeah, and then you get all the fun stuff, and then when you're older, you just love a good sheet set. Oh, mate, nothing beats fresh sheets on the bed. I swear, fresh, I sleep better. Fresh sheet set with a high thread count. Exactly. Yeah, you know, once every Egyptian, six months, Egyptian uh, you change it up. Isn't that the rule? Um, uh, wash them yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, But yeah So nothing crazy for us um, My my family um, Travel up to Armadale Every second year to spend Christmas With my eldest sister and her kids And everything so that's lined up This year for them so 
It'll just be hanging out with uh, Maddie's family for the day, which will be lovely as well. Um, and then we'll catch up with my family when they're back uh, in the new year. So pretty low key, which is probably good timing with the, the craziness of COVID at the moment. Um, but yeah, just kind of laying low, but it'll be exciting for you, mate, to go down and see your uh, nephews, nieces, all that stuff. So I hope it happens for you. Do you Are you a Christmas uh, present kind of family like do you do gifts or we do we just keep it simple though we do the uh you know everyone gets uh, one person draw it out of a hat secret santa oh, sort of thing well not a secret it's uh, oh right they're, they're just you know i think like a 50 dollars limit uh because with you know with the nephews and nieces and yep we just make it all about the kids yeah and, sure um, so yeah. you sorry you pick out a name before the day yeah yeah so oh like so you already know before. who you're getting a present for yeah do they know you're getting it for them uh no you just know who you're buying for. So I guess it is a secret Yeah, I was Santa. about to say that's the definition of secret, secret Santa, Santa, mate. Yeah, so Very it's a good. secret Santa. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty pretty straightforward and that's usually purchased on Christmas Eve. Right, yeah. Uh, no, so it's, it's a usually, gift voucher. Usually Christmas Eve Eve, <laughs> drive down. And in Melbourne, the good thing is, mate, the cup, few days before Christmas, shops open 24-7. Oh, wow. So okay. you just saunter over at 2am. So yeah, so you're planning on doing it in Melbourne. Yeah. So not yeah, only yeah. have you got to drive down there. I'll uh, do it down there. Oh, just impressive. To, you know, because you got to see the person again, get a feel, what, what, what might they like. Yeah, right. Um, Have you got know, an idea of what fun. you're going to get this person this year? Like, uh, The only thing I've thought of so far is because you want to get them something good and you want to get them something, bit of a bit of... Bit of a fun. laugh, yeah, yeah. And have you heard of VIPs? No. <laughs> so a VIP is uh, something that uh, apparently if you're going to use the bathroom... Right. And, uh, ...may do some damage, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You put in the VIP first. Or is and it, it a scented? I don't know what how it works, but something to do with the water and then it just conceals. So it's a bit. Uh, now, I've not used a VIP. Yeah. I but if I it's, think it's, 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 I just had a bit of a laugh when I saw it. So I thought, I'm getting, this year someone's getting a VIP. I like it. Noise cancelling or just uh, sound cancelling? I canceling? think it's I think, uh, noise or sound. I think it's just smell cancelling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I think the noise and sound is up to, up to you. Yeah, true. I guess yeah. that's almost the same thing too. Yeah. But yeah, okay, <laughs> interesting. I'll, like, yeah. I'll be curious to see how that one goes, mate. Uh, excellent. Let's, uh, how about we get into the, the games? Games. Now, three games on the slate this week and it kicked off well, Monday six, night. Six games? Yeah, three Three nights. rounds? Yeah, three nights. Three yeah. Nights. yeah. Six games. Um, now, we kicked it off on Monday night. We had the Astros taken on the Sonics. So, uh, Maddie, you're on the shelf for this game. Mackenzie on the shelf for this game. Ankle. Uh, sorry, lower, but LBI. I was on the shelf for this game. LBI. Um, mm-hmm. You were on the shelf with the torn motivator, I believe. UBI. Yeah. So, <laughs> we weren't here, but I was here watching. And, mate, the, so the Astros super shorthanded. So, missing myself, Joel, Mackenzie, um, GQ, a player, and Liam Manwaring. So okay. if you ask me, that's uh, that's a pretty good line yeah, of players. That's a huge chunk uh, of that team. And left them with only two lines, so uh, they still managed to get twenty-two shots toward the Sonics goalie, who was Brad Lindsay on this night, because Timmy Waterson yep. unavailable, Matt, Matt Montgomery, Montgomery unavailable. unavailable. Yep. We had to bring in the emergency rules where they called up another Div Two goalie, and it was Brad Lindsay. And actually, I actually asked Brad Lindsay to play. I said because it was last minute, we were right. scrambling. I said, mate, any chance you can play tonight? seven o'clock and he said uh absolutely mate i've heard you guys have won a few in a row i'll keep it going and i said 
well, thank you, but you're actually for me. playing for the Sonic <laughs> Sneaker. And he said, well, in that case, I apologise to bring your streak to an end. Oh, and he, love and it. he did. I'm surprised he didn't say I'll do anything for family. But, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, brother from another. So he had 20 saves on 22 shots. But sticking with the Astros for a second, uh, two unassisted goals to Kevin Boyd. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, Kev Boyd, um, you know, we've, I've played with him a little bit. I've played against him for years. So have you, Maddie? Yep. Um, he was on our senior ones team. I think probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Mm. Um, offensive touch, as I said, two goals here. Um, and he was playing D, I believe. But just the, to me, one of the hardest players to play against in the league. Yep. Um, big guy, doesn't mind getting into contact situations. Not that he, he's initiating, but yep. sometimes, you know, if, if it means uh, running into him or taking the gap, he's okay if you run into him. Uh, big boy, huge reach, mm. very deceptive reach. Um, so you think you're in a safe spot and then boom, that stick comes out of nowhere. Uh, and very uh, under the radar hands. Yeah. So sometimes it looks almost like he's a bit off balance, but then he'll just pull a toe drag right through you, keep going and um, and bury it. And in this game, he got, uh, he got the two goals. He's one of those players that seems to have the best puck luck. If, it, if it's bobbling... Um, if it's, you know, a battle, he always seems to come out with the puck. It's like it's on a string for him. It's That was the biggest thing I noticed when Kev first came out uh, to Newcastle many years ago was you just couldn't get the puck off him. It, it could be out in front. It wasn't like he was protecting it well, um, but you just it was unbelievable. It just always seemed to bounce back onto his stick and in the right spots. So no surprise he got two goals there, but yeah, absolutely what you've said about him. Super frustrating to uh, to be his opponent. And Connor Mason also making his um, debut after the trade for him uh, and Benny Cancala getting exchanged. Yeah, so, sure. Yep. Uh, he looked good in his debut. Uh, obviously, it's going to take him a few games just to get used to the lineup, find the, his appropriate spot on the roster, and then I have no doubt he'll continue to contribute in Division One. And uh, your guys, mate, the Sonics. Now, talking of getting to know your teammates, just finding your role, finding your spot in the division, Cam Hughes. Cam Hughes, a bit of a slow start to the season, which is expected. Young kid, first season of Division One, but uh, had a goal in the Polaris mm-hmm. um, and has just kept that going. Uh, out of the five goals, he had a four-point night, two goals, two assists. Wow. So young Cam Hughes, uh, and he's wearing the number three, mate. Oh, no. So, That's the reason, really. Well, yeah, he's uh, 4.9, so just great effort by him. Also a three-point night to Lockie Powell, one goal, two assists. Okay. So uh, he... He'll be getting up there in the scoring leaders now. Yeah, he continues. Now, usually, you know, there's a big connection between him and brother Hamish Powell. Hamo only got one point in this one. So Lockie uh, doing a lot by himself here Mm. and uh, continues to be dangerous. And also Jackson Knight netting the fifth uh, goal, just putting another layer of icing on that cake as they skated to a 5-2 to victory over the Astros. So I think the Sonics now, mate, I think you guys have hit your form. Yep. A strong Polaris... Even the week before when, when you play, they kind of had their full roster. I think when everyone shows up, they look the goods. And then in this game, they were missing a couple of players like yourself, Martius, but uh, they, and Nick Brooks, sorry, but they were still able to look uh, you know, really solid. And I think they've just found that team game now. And if you look, you know, three of the five goals all had two assists on them. There was only one assisted goal on the night, and that was that was Jackson's um, the fifth the fifth goal. Right. There. Okay. So yep. I think just playing much more as a team. Uh, I think now that 
they can build off that. And I think they're going to be one of the teams to beat in Division 1. I really do. So uh, good to see the ton- the Sonics, the Tonics, have uh, turned things around there and uh, just a bit of a winning streak going now. Absolutely. it's. Uh, I think that's three in a row for uh, the Sonics. So very exciting stuff. Now, the second game of the night, the um, – the uh, sorry, just looking for a button here. The Navigators taking on the Galaxy. Now, I've, I want to take you right back to this game. I'm just going to take you back in time. And – Love it. We talk about players. You want to get noticed, right? You want to – I always say to young players, you know, get on the game sheet. Yeah, particularly if I'm – Work, you know, working with like AHL players, so get on the game sheet, get yep. noticed, get do make, something make an that, impact. that they have to keep you in the lineup next game. Yep. So get a goal, get a point. Um, you know, take someone to the penalty box with you in the AHL where you can, you know, it's contact. You can mix it up a little bit. You know, get into scrums as long as it's coincidentally and team's not shorthanded. Get on the game sheet, get noticed. Yep. Ryan Sulilaire, we talk about getting on the game sheet, getting noticed. So. The Navigators went down 4-2 in this game. Ryan had two goals. One even strength, one short-handed. He also, after his second goal, I believe, did a big sally, mate. Skated into the corner, jumped up into the glass. Wow, the glass jump. The glass jump. But uh, the glass gave way. No. The sheet fell out, went crashing into the stands. Come and, on. And uh, young Ryan was just felt looking like a bit of a goose because the game got delayed for about 10, 15 minutes. Wow. Fortunately, it was a Perspex, not the temporary So it didn't shatter. Thing. Okay. It didn't shatter, just popped right out. Had to get a crew of people lifting it and fitting it back in. And uh, because of that, um, it delayed the game. So he's got yep. a penalty for excessive celebration. And I think that's fair enough. Like, yep. I don't know it wasn't his intention. He's just pumped up, scoring a shorthanded goal. But... Um, Got the penalty for excessive celebration. And then uh, the next period, he's got a penalty for a trip. And then he finished it off on the night for a penalty for body checking. So he's got two goals. He's scored shorthanded. He's knocked the glass out, delayed the game. And he's got ejected for getting three penalties. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's one way to, I mean, it's to one get way on the score sheet. It's one way it, to get noticed and get yeah. talked about on the pod. But uh, you look, you know, I just think uh, just got to harness that a little bit. Yeah, a bit uncharacteristic, all those penalties from Ryan. Very, yeah, what's coming a bit of a trend for him. Yeah. So I'm a little worried about Maybe East Ryan. Coast wasn't a great thing for him, who knows? Yeah, because he, well, two goals, he can clearly score. He's like Kev Boyd. He's one of those really difficult players to play against. Yep. But it um, doesn't matter how difficult you are to play against. When you're giving the other team six minutes of power play time, um, you know, when the sun shines, make hay. And the Galaxy had two power play goals on the night. So, and they won... Four two, so just as continues, mate. Yep. You don't have to be, uh, you know, it's not it's not rocket appliances, as they say. <laughs> you get six penalties on the night compared to three, and you get you lose four two. They get two power play goals. Yep. So exactly. It's, um, that's why you lose the games, unfortunately. But they're also missing, um, Pizzotto, who is cleared now. He's served his suspension, but wasn't available for this game. Yep. Um, and apart from that, and Dan Brewer, who will be joining them next week, I believe. Okay. What about Lam- Lamet? Was Lamet there? Lamet and Lamet, sorry. Yeah. He wasn't there. So, yep. yeah, yeah, good eye there. He, he was missing. Uh, and for the Galaxy, uh, they were missing uh, Joey T, Corey Sheridan, Jackson Rickford, Sean Ultram, and Aaron Dodd. So they had a shorter lineup themselves. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, we talk about teams continuing to find their chemistry and, and 
get used to playing with each other, find their, their, their slots on the team, um, that's a galaxy as well. So getting a lot of assists on their goals now, working the puck around, they, they really look like a good team. I think everyone is is coming along along great gun great gun. <laughs> it's all right, mate. We knew it was a slow start today. Great guns. All right, div two, mate. Let's do it. We had the Navigators taking on the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, Div 2, sorry. Obviously, Navigators, the Galaxy, all week long it was. Uh, close game in this one. Navigators skating to a 3-1 to one win. Brad Lindsley uh, coming off his D1 debut for this season the night before. 21 back saves back games on 22 for Bradley. shots, exactly. So, great job to him. Um, you know, the goal scoring, scoring very spread out to the Navs. Mm-hmm. Adam Stevens opening the scoring and then actually going crashing into the boards and went down just clutching his knee. I thought oh, he might no. have been done for the night. But hate to see that. He actually got up and took the next face off at centre ice after right. the goal. So Brushed tough, it off. Yeah, tough cookie. Tough cookie. Uh, next one to Tom Garris. Now, mate, I think I don't think it's his first of the year. <laughs> it could be. I should have these stats in front of me, but um, impressive. He's been all over it for the whole entire season now, but finally you know, that ended up being the game-winning goal. So... Found the back of the net. Nice. And then uh, just the icing on the cake goal, mate. Our very own Chris Jones. No and, way, uh, Josie. Yeah, I was there with a minute 22 to go on the power play. Didn't uh, miss the net in, this time. In garbage time. It was actually a turn and shoot uh, and oh, celebrate. Wow. And as he was making his way back to the bench, I was actually on the sidelines watching this one. Did he point at you? He pointed at me. No said, way. You like that? <laughs> and I uh, actually sent him a text after saying, mate, it shocked the hell out of me. But... Uh, Amazing. So Jonesy, the uh, the power play specialist, um, but for the Galaxy, mate, the Galaxy, they don't have a win yet in Division Two, but yep. I really like this team. They just continue to improve, and I know that once it's like once the floodgates open, there'll be no stopping them. Mm. I really think they'll have a winning streak going before this season ends, and I can see them. We saw it years ago in the Division Three Bandits didn't win a game all year. Everyone one, makes a play. Yep, won the, the cup. Yep, exactly. This is a team. I think they can now. Oh, it's a big call. Obviously, they don't want a game <laughs> saying that, but I, I do see it within this team. So, uh, Brent Gilbert, he got his first goal of the season on the power play. Excellent. Love He's to a see player. It. He hadn't played in ten or fifteen years. Yep. So, but you really started to see it last game. Those skills are coming back. Few toe drags. Much better. Oh, interesting. And. Um, yeah, gets a bit of a few penalties though. He's got to clean up his game a bit, stay out of the box. But um, I think he's starting to be a handy player for him. But the young guys, mate, Mason Armstrong, Scotty Dewar, they're just, you know Sam Payne, they're just buzzing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, as I said, once they just hone that in a little bit and convert on their scoring chances, because they get a heap of scoring chances, it's just often they'll hold on to it for a bit too long. Yeah, or sure. instead of shooting when they're in the middle of the ice, a high percentage scoring areas, they'll just wait till now they're near the Drag goal line yeah, or, sure. or out of that zone. That just comes with experience too. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it will come for him. But I'll tell you what, the attitude is great on the team. Um, and Wobbles in this one, stopping 31 of 34. But they went down 3-1 um, with that garbage time goal to Jonesy there. So both teams score on the power play, which is good. Now, the bad news in this one, mate, Mitch Millington getting a five and a game for roughing. So right. uh, that uh, <clears throat> happened at the start of the third period. So he hit the showers early. Okay. Um, but again, for the Galaxy, as we said, it, it's coming. It's coming, but you need to put yourself in a position to win and five penalties on the night, mm. it's just too That's many. Not, yeah, exactly. It's just too many. And trippings, t- hookings, cross-check, all stick infractions. 
that stuff is uh, laziness. Now I'm not, you know, that's hard. It sounds very harsh, but as a as a coach, when you you know, yeah, I tell my players that's a lazy penalty. Like you keep your feet moving, you won't have to hook a player. Exactly. Um, you know, control your stick. You don't have to trip a player and such. So I'm liking the Galaxy. I do think their game is turning around, and uh, I think we've played. Well, they've played five or six or six because of the Polaris games now. Um, the season is still young. Yep, and I think they're rounding into form to be uh, a contender come playoffs. In the second game, mate, D two Astros taking on the Sonics. Now this one, another emergency situation in goal. Um, Eric, late notification that he needed to go get um, tested. Right, so he was doing that very late, like the game was about to start. So we oh had well, to, <clears throat> we had to get wobbles to go back to back. Um, and he was buggered. So hats off to Wobbles. Sorry, Chris Priestley, the Galaxy goal yeah, yep, for doing yep. that. So he suited up for the Astros. He actually stopped 28 of 30 shots. Oh, wow. So in his second game for the night. That's so, impressive. Um, now, that even though it was the emergency situation, um, we the idea was because it's a, a goalie within the division, we were just going to play a friendly. Heaps of players were missing. Right, yep. But the Sonics said, no, no, no. We, we want to take them as yep. is. We'll make this count. And uh, and they did. So they get the two points. Well, they would have anyway if it was uh, a forfeit by the Astros. But um, just great, great sportsmanship from everyone here. Andrew Fulton getting the lone Astro, Astros goal. And, mate, Cat Wood, um, a new, new mm. player to Newcastle, inline background, really fitting in well with the Astros. I know talking to Captain Miles, they, they all enjoy her, great teammate. Uh, and really solid player out there. So good to see her not only just fitting into Div 2, but really making an impact on her team. Excellent. Um, for the Sonics, they had a few missing as well. Um, obviously, you know, your dad, Stephen Lindsay, out yeah, of the lineup. Dad's always been my hero. Uh, Simon McInnes missing, leading scorer Ethan Speld and Ben Watson. So it was going to be a tough night for them, but they... Uh, they managed to get it done. Keel and Hume opening the scoring, and then uh, Toby McMahon just continues to be a pretty prolific scorer this year. He got the game-winning goal, um, and Matty Montgomery just continues to be excellent. Twenty-three of twenty-four, uh, he stopped for the night. Had only two penalties in this game. One was a too many man. One was a trip. So okay. we talk about being good sports. I think everyone who suited up uh, for that game were good sports. Oh, and I got a shout out to. For the Astros, Ivan Smotrov getting the call up as an affiliate to Division Two, mate. Just last season, he was playing Division Four. Yeah, so I know. Four-three-two. So impressive. Um, you know, he could be playing with me in Division One before the year's out. You just never know. So I that love the name too, Smotrov. Smotrov. Yeah, it's great. R- Russian? I don't know. Is he Russian? I don't know. I wasn't sure. going to go there because I'm not no, sure. He's a yeah. yeah background, but um, lovely guy. Yeah, mate. We, as, mate, everyone talking knows. about. We mean no offense. We both play defense. <laughs> Talking about uh, people, remember, the, I think it was last season, he got hit in the knee and we thought he was done and he came back yeah, out that's right. and just pushed through. Um, yeah, just an absolute warrior, Smotrov. Russian machine never breaks, mate. <laughs> All right. Last night, Division 4, Navigators v Galaxy. Now, before I get to this, I have to have it, give a huge shout out here to uh, a player... And referee, this guy, I was actually surprised when he did the referee course because he did it the same time I did it, which mm-hmm. was back in uh, January, uh, February this year, I believe. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> not surprised, like, not surprised that he do it, but super keen. Only a pretty new player himself. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Nathan Freeman. Legend. Legend. So was really happy he did it and then just super eager um, and just the guy doesn't say no. He says, mm. yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll ref some games. We're always hurting for referees. So it's really appreciative of that, mate. He's, he's jumped in with, with both feet. He's ref so many games mm. and he's getting, he's getting experience in the loads, but he has refed He's really thrown himself in the deep end. He's ref that many Div 1 games now. Yep. Div 2 games. Like when people do their ref course, I always encourage everyone to get it, just to understand the game better. And yep. I always say to them, just start out refing Div 3, Div 4. And then I feel awful when they get thrown Have, in. Yeah, emergency to Div 1. Yeah, yeah. But Nate's the guy who always does it. Um, and I just, we're, as a league, we're just so appreciative because there's also nights like last night where. People are dropping left and right with, with the COVID protocols and mm, such. Mm. He ended up refing both these games by himself, which wow. is usually not on for Division 4. Um, he just made it work. So hats off to Nathan. We can't have games without referees, but that's a situation where the referee is totally within their right to say, not comfortable doing it by myself. Yep. Um, but the game just can't happen and it, it turns into shinny or you know, yep. whatever else. So yep. hats off to Nathan. Um, I just can't can't tell him enough how much we really appreciate it, and I hope all the players feel the same because, you know, we we strive to find quality referees and referees for every game. Obviously, um, it's not always the case because there's just not too many of them. But um, as I said, Nathan, he's getting experience in in loads, and I really can see him in the next couple of years just soaring through the referee ranks. And I I really think as a referee, it's literally. Every hundred games you do, you get that much. Bit yeah. It's so hats off, Nath. Um, but anyway, mate, in this game, Navigators skating to a four to two victory. Wasn't there to witness these? Well, I witnessed some of this game, but then I had to leave to get the car get the car towed. Yeah, sure. Uh, don't check your oil on a Wednesday night. But uh, this, I saw the second goal in the night, and great goal. Just ripped it hard, short side, thirty mil off the ice. 300 mil off the ice, sorry. Steve Lindsay special. Steve Lindsay special, um, just right inside the post. Uh, Matty Botham. Big oh, Sally. What he a legend. Feel good goal. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the goal scoring went Cooper Botham, Matty Botham, Cooper Botham. So who do you reckon gets the fourth one, Matty? Matty Botham. Dave Brokenshire. <laughs> he got the fourth goal of the night with the icing on the cake. I could see that coming from your face, <laughs> but I went for it anyway. Yeah, he, uh, he broke the Botham train there. But. Um, no pun intended, mate. No. And uh, Luke McGuinness mixing in an apple, which means assist on the night two. Uh, and Cooper both actually opened the scoring shorthanded. Shorty, so nice. to speak. Was but, it top shelf? Uh, don't know. Okay. I will give it to him. Top shelf! <laughs> so the Galaxy, mate. D4, Branded Prince. Actually, a uh, bit of news here. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. We have a trade to announce. He's already been traded once. Yep. But this time, I think you're going to want to hear this. He's got the call up to D3, mate. He's oh. a new member of the D3 Sonics. Wow! Um, congratulations, so Brandon. So he'll be playing with your sister, actually. Yeah. Um, being coached by Stephen. Yeah, Dad's always been my hero. So Brandon, that could have been his last game in Div Four. He might be able to affiliate up for a week or two because I know he really helps the Galaxy. But that intra club thing, yep, we try to avoid. So. He went out with a bit of a bang, scoring two on the night, one even strength, one on the PP, 
and uh, Russell Hinton assisting on his first one. So Russell getting a point. Oh, congrats, there Russell. Also. That's great. Um, again, emergency situations. Uh, Layla out with a, an injury. Mm-hmm. A uh, UBI. UBI. Yep. I think you'd call it uh, upper yeah, upper body injury. Just just in know, case no one knows the acronym. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. Yep. Slinging something there. So. Uh, Benny Armstrong between the pipes, stopping twenty-eight of thirty-two shots, and uh, Ryan Sulyalair, the the D one, yep. uh, you know, in the news D one, he stopped twenty-six of twenty-eight shots for the victory there as well, and a few penalties in this one, a lot of interference penalties, and I think there are a lot of those inter- interference penalties where it could be a body check as well, like it's just right. not keeping control of yourself and yeah. knocking another player down or out of the path of the puck, so. Um, work on that skating development league got to keep working on that skating um, and that's where it happens in Div 4 second game of the night Astros taking on the Sonics now mate Ryan Painter for the Astros stopped 19 of 20 Ryan Williams for the Sonics stopped 21 of 22 oh so close I know but now people they're they're starting to figure out Ryan Williams yep this week it was Brendan McCormick Assist to Simon Gintings. So Brendan McCormick just showing that D3 experience and uh, finding a way to beat Ryan Williams. This one was a 1-1 tie. Okay, Astros got the 1-0 lead. Sonics tied up through Leon Flint in the second period. Now it's a 1-1 tie. We go into overtime. Still tied. No mm-hmm. score. So they split the points in this one, getting a point each. Uh, first gamer for the Sonics, Justin Cudmore. Um, so he's come through, learned to play. He played yep. his first game, so hats off to him. Excellent. Good to see. Um, yeah, great drop to D4. And then that brings us to Thursday, mate, where, like we said off the top, the games got postponed, yep. unfortunately. But, um, you know, that's going to be one less thing to talk about in the point five this week. That's right. But uh, there you have it, mate. That That is – you're now all caught up in what's – happening that's your little flyby of the nihl wonderful mate love to see it let's uh start getting into some of our segments now then davy with the first one off the ranks pride tape sightings all right i've just got two shout outs mate um players i don't know if we've shouted out the first one uh for pride tape sighting uh definitely for being the um the stats man but tommy z he's been spotted with some pride tape this week. So Good big shout you. out to Tommy Z. And then you, Tommy. Uh, Backy, we shouted out the other week, but someone's noticed uh, Josh Backhausen as well with the pride tape this week. So big shout out for, for Josh wrapping that tape again. We also, um, we shouted him out the other week, but Kev Boyd in Div 1, pride oh, tape yeah. on his stick, Excellent. two goals, two yeah. goals on Monday. So there you go. Just add that to the stats uh, of PT getting the goals. Exactly. i got some other stats, mate, while we're there. So that was pride tape sightings. Yeah, yeah. Goalie leaders for the league. Maddie Montgomery saving at a 0.959%. Wow. That is elite. elite. That's incredible. Like if an NHL goalie's got a nine point uh, oh, sorry, point nine five nine save percentage. They're making twelve mil. They're uh, yeah. Who's negotiating so, Maddie's contract at the next uh I think he's doing it himself. Oh, interesting. Because he's, he's got a player contract and a goalie contract to to negotiate. So yeah, right. there's, there's a lot of uh interesting. A lot of dough coming his way. And Ryan Williams, though, he's edged him a little bit. 0.964%. My gosh. So that's just two unbelievable save percentages. It is. Um, They're both in the Sonics uh, clubhouse. They are, mate. 
Excellent. Sonic, just a bit of a – and they got Emma Moon in Div 3 and Timmy Waters in Div 1. Yeah, so we've drafted well. Ground drafted for well. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of intra-club battles going on because any one of those guys could play um, – probably play Div 1. Yeah, <laughs> any yeah. one of those guys and girls, Emma as well. All solid goalies. Uh, and probably why you're leading the standings for the Northern Star. There we go. Before I get to that though, more stats for you because I know you love your stats. <laughs> This year, in all divisions, there's been 19 shorthanded goals scored. Wow. So 19 that is a lot. shorties. He's a lot. Uh, leading the way is Sam Garris, who has two of them. Okay. The rest are spread out over everyone else. 37 power play goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is, which is good, but when you think you're of... You're letting, letting 19 go past you, yeah. This is not great power play stats here. Uh, and leading the way there is Ethan Speld, Division 2 Sonics, with four power play goals to his name. Yeah, pretty lethal shot on Ethan for a goalie. Yeah, a lot of Dane loves to dipsy-doodle. And he dangle. does, dipsy-doodle. Uh, and that brings us to the Northern Star standings, mate. Mm-hmm. Remember, Northern Star standings, there's a few stats, but the basics you need to know. Every win your club gets, two points. Two points, yep. Every overtime goal your club gets, one point. Mm-hmm. If you win a cup, so the Sonics won the Polaris, five points. Well, if you te- if you have a team that gets over seventy five pims, minus two points. If you get yep. over a hundred, minus another two. If you crush it at the end of the year and have the best fan in social media presence, five points. Yep. If you have the best turnout to finals from your clubhouse, five points. Stuff like that. So I can tell you that currently, as we sit, without all the social media standings mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. Sonics running away with it, 55 points. Wow. Navigators second with 27 points. Astros third with 24. And Galaxy fourth with 22. So very tight race for second there, really. Second at the moment, yeah, that's right. uh, And really, the the Sonics are soaring away, but not that far out of reach. It only takes a week. Oh, exactly. The team getting a few wins and uh, you can catch them pretty quick. So I think a good battle going on there all around. But right now, the Northern Star is the Sonics to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see if if they can steer the rocket ship in the right direction for the remainder of the space launch season, mate. Excellent. I mean, the season's still young. We're only five rounds into it so far. But, uh, yeah, impressive to see the Sonics just absolutely soaring there. Let's uh, now jump into... Who are you, Davey? I want to know who this mystery player was. That's right, mate. So we said last week it was uh, from my favourite carol, actually, Winter Wonderland. You know, if you're going to look this up, look for the Perry Como version. It's definitely the best uh, rendition out there. Sure. Had no comments on my uh, singing voice, actually. I was kind of expecting someone to at least give it to me, but maybe people are impressed. I don't know. Maybe you're actually a good singer. Hmm. And we just don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, anyway. So we asked in that song, Winter Wonderland, what is the name of the snowman? Bit of controversy here. Oh. Because, oh, I'll read you the lyrics. There's two lines that talk about the snowman. First is, in the meadow we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. Mm. Key word there being pretend. pretend. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, and then there's an later on it references the snowman again and uh, also says pretend that he's a circus clown. Right. Then they say we'll have we'll have lots of fun with Mister Snowman. Mister mm. Snowman. That's not the song. Oh. <laughs> so the name of the snowman. 
to me is Mr. Snowman. Okay. But did anyone get her or someone? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So Sherry wrote in Parson Brown, which was common. We actually had a few Parson Browns. Okay. Um, half a point. Half a point. Yeah, yep. I think half a yep. point. But uh, the only person that nailed it totally with the half point on top is uh, Justin Marshall. Justin Marshall, well the done. Justice. He got, uh, he said, Parson Brown, but pretending that he's Parson Brown is Mr. Snowman. Love it. So well done, Justin. Um, you nailed it, mate. And you can have a bit of a celebration there. But uh, if you haven't listened, it's it's this season. And mm-hmm. uh, have a listen. Winter Wonderland, my favourite. Uh, and shoot, shoot us messages of your favourite as well, because I want to. I want to hear. Maybe I'll hear a new carol for this year that I haven't heard before that can uh, spice it up a little spice bit. Spice up my Christmas. That's right. All right. Do we have a uh, a new mystery player for this week, we Davey? Do, mate. This week's this player. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest sellies in the league. Actually, I'd say he's the biggest cel- goal celebrator in the league. He's a motivator. Would he celebrate at practice? Oh, I'd say so. Okay. He's a motivator. I've given away the gender. I try not to do yeah. that, but it's out there now. He's a motivator. He has almost two points per game, and he's only played one game this year where he hasn't scored a goal. That's this week's... Short and sharp. Interesting. Straight into it, mate. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's all right. I'll work on it. Uh, excellent. Well, let's jump into our final segment, Davey, with uh, giving you a few uh, questions in your corner. All right. Just two points from me today, mate, to wrap up episode four. Did we say episode 40 at the start? don't know, mate. That's your job. I know. No, I think I did. Anyway, 40. Huge milestone. Um, all right, first one. I want to know, Davey, how involved do you think owners of hockey teams should be in the day-to-day running of those hockey teams? In the NHL. Well, yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have said hockey. I guess just sport teams in general. Sport teams in how general. How involved should owners be? Should they be back seats and just using the cash? Or Well... Like, if you were an owner... Are you wanting a say in what's going on or are you just going straight to the manager and saying, mate, I'm hands off, I'm just going to watch this thing burn? <laughs> well, you don't want to watch anything burn. <laughs> but uh, look, at the end of the day, it's the owner's money at, at stake, mm-hmm. right? They're the one funding everything. They're the one putting in billions of dollars or hundreds of millions, to, you know, depending where what team you're with. Yep. Um, I think it's their right to have as much or as little say as they want. Okay. Um, however... Uh, an owner, although probably a very, well, obviously a very successful businessman or woman, not an expert at running the sports team. Otherwise, I'd imagine they'd run it themselves. Sure. So I think you want to get someone in place that you really trust to hand the keys to. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that any decision that requires spending or involves a lot of money being, you know, an asset being moved, you'd have to run it by the owner and would have to meet some sort of business parameters that make sense to the owner. I don't yep. think any owner is going to give some of the keys to hundreds of millions of dollars and just let them move that around and potentially, you know, harvest assets that is, is uh, not going to leave you with, with money in return. So I think, uh, yeah, I think they are involved. Um, 
but ultimately I think they hire, well, they try to hire the right people that'll give them the right advice of how to probably do it um, and be successful as a business and as a team. And often those things go hand in hand. Mm. Sure. On the other foot now, you're the general manager of a team. Mm. How are you going to feel about what you've just said as the owner? Yeah, to me, I'd, I'd want to be working with the owner. Okay. I'd want it to be a bit of a partnership. I think I'd want the owner's trust that I could go and, you know, that he, value, he or she values my opinion and allows me to bring uh, things to the table that I think are going to help the team. But ultimately, you know, I'd want us to share the same vision and uh, have a bit of a partnership in that sense that, uh, you know, we collaborate on big, big ideas, big decisions and uh, and as a general manager, I execute them, and uh, all goes swimmingly until it doesn't, and uh, then he fires. Then you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, the last one, mate, is one that got brought to our attention just before our, or just after, sorry, our pod last week. So I wanted to bring it up this week from uh, Kev Boyd, who you've uh, discussed today already, but he shot us a message regarding. An interesting uh, fact or play, I suppose, that's happened in the KHL a couple of times now regarding three-on-three overtime. And I thought it was a bit relevant since we do now have three-on-three overtime in the NI. Uh, But basically, in the KHL, what a team was doing was pulling their goalie and playing four-on-three. So just having an open net. And I guess the idea would be to try keep puck possession. So it's almost like you're on a power play. Um, but what do you think of that? Is it risky? Is it? I know it can't happen in the NHL. He did send us through the rules regarding it, but um, well, yeah. I guess one, does it? Can it happen in the NI? And, and two, what do you think of it? Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't know it couldn't. That's news to me. When he sent that through, saying it's it's not allowed to happen in the NHL. What it is allowed to happen? No. Yeah. Sorry. It is allowed to happen. But if you get scored on, you don't get the loser point. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah, exactly. So you can pull your goalie and play four on three or at any stage in overtime. But if – and if you score, you win the game. But if you get scored on in the empty net – That's right, you yeah. You don't get the loser point you'd already earned by going to overtime. Yes, yep, so that's the rule. So it's a very yep. high risk, uh, which is why we don't see teams do it. Um, so I love it. I yeah. think uh, if you're allowed to do it, I would be a big fan of doing it. Obviously, it depends on the team you have. You need to have puck possession players that can mm. be out there. Um, but I think I love the statistical advantage you give yourself by having an extra man. So I'd want that four and three with a puck on our stick. Um, and it, it reminds me of a similar situation that I, I knew of a coach who actually coached women's hockey in Calgary. And he would always, it was a team rule they discussed before the season, so everyone was bought in and on board, that whenever they had a five on three power play, regardless of the situation of the game, regardless of the score, they would always pull their goalie to make it a six on three. Yep. Meaning that there's three, there's always a two on one. There's three two on ones all over the ice. Uh, And they actually had tremendous success with scoring on that six on three. Um, I actually don't think they had given up a goal shorthanded, but if they did, the power play far outscored it. So uh, obviously that's a, difference that's a you know doubling the numbers there whereas a four and three it's just giving you a one-man advantage but i uh i really like it particularly if you do get a power play in overtime so if you have a four on three in overtime now you can make it a five on three mm-hmm. by pulling your goalie i i think i think it's really good and i think 
with three on three, there's so much ice out there that if you can make it a four on three, you really shouldn't give up the puck unless yep. it's a missed scoring chance that you know they jump on the rebound. Yeah, things can happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'd, I'd be keen to roll the dice on that. And in our league, we don't have a penalty for that. So if our team went to OT, I'd, be, go. I'd wait till we got possession, obviously, but I would be more than happy to uh, get the goalie on the bench and get a player out there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, see if any of the teams do do that. I know going to OT isn't super common, but we have had it a couple of times this year. So anyone listening, maybe give it a shot next time you go to OT. I mean, if both teams do it, it's a bit hectic. But <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, that's it for me, Davey. That's my run sheet done. So have you got any parting words while we uh, tune in the, the outro music? Uh, I don't, mate. But uh, look, everyone, stay safe. Do the right thing. Um, you know, it's it seems like this thing is running rampant, so don't be afraid to wear a mask if you are coming to the rink. Um, and we will make up these games sometime in January. Yep. And we hope that next week's games will go off without a hitch, but we'll just monitor that. It'll be uh, kind of a work in progress. And uh, regardless, we will be coming back at you on Monday with the point five. Excellent, mate. All right, that'll do it. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will chat to you in a few days.